touch the world But it couldn't fill me Man's empty praise and Treasures of faith Are never enough And you came along And put me back together There's 
sometimes uh, it's easy to forget what he's done in our lives over over the years over the course of your life over the course of this church sometimes we forget all that he's done or we let one circumstance where he didn't move like we thought he should move make us forget all he's done but I still believe even when he doesn't move like you thought he was going to move in a situation he still did what he was supposed to do and he will still be glorified in it and for me to be able to say that you know where I'm coming from, that God still knows and God still has a plan. So, so thankful for what he's done, like Carlin said, and that video showed in Orchardville Church. We're going to talk about that today. The basement and beyond, we keep pressing on. I was hoping you guys liked that. It took me all week to come up with something. <laughs> so. Again, I wanted to just recognize a couple things. Um, first of all, we have a youth pastor, a new youth pastor that will be starting a week from today. His name is Jake Caps, and he was actually in a picture in that video, so that's awesome. He was part of our youth group back in the day. But Jake and his wife Hannah will be with us next Sunday morning, and I'll introduce you to them, but we're excited to have them. I am too, because that means my load got a little bit lighter starting next week. <laughs> I love you guys. I do. I, I do. But thankful for Jake and Hannah. 
And also, I just wanted to recognize the pastors over the years here at Orchardville Church. Uh, Don Wallace, Marvin McCormick, Ron Davis, Mark Shell, Rob Greenwalt, Mark Dobler, and this guy, Rick Hayes, right here. So we thank them all. Of course, Mark was here, Shell, for a big chunk of those years, 27 years out of the 40, uh, leading this church, him and Kay, and we are so appreciative of their vision and their love for Orchardville Church and the people. So, love you. Amen. Amen. I know it, it took a lot for her to be here, and I'm sure it's an emotional day, but we're thankful for her for being here. All right, the basement and beyond, we keep pressing on. I want to start with a story uh, of a man reading his paper at the kitchen table, and his wife comes over and gives him a hug and says, I bet you don't know what today is. And he said, of course I know what today is. And he goes back to reading his paper, but in his mind, he's saying, I have no clue what today is. <laughs> so he goes to work, starts thinking on it, and he's like, maybe, you know, maybe it's her birthday, and I'm going to send her some flowers. So he calls a flower shop, sends some flowers to the house. He's like, oh, that'll, that'll do it. That'll be good. I'm not, still not sure what the day is, but I know she's really sensitive about stuff like this, so I'm going to send her those. And he goes, well, maybe that's enough. Maybe it's, our, it's not enough. It's our anniversary, maybe. So he, he goes over to the jewelry store that's close to his office, buys her some, uh, a necklace, really nice necklace, has it sent to the house. He's like, ah, oh, that should cover it. Whatever it is, I don't know what the day is, but whatever it is, she should be happy now. But on his way home, he got to thinking, maybe I should just do one more thing to make sure she knows how much I love her for this day that I have no clue what it is. Gentlemen, we've been there before. <laughs> so he stops and gets a box of chocolates and he pulls in the driveway. She comes running out. She gives him a hug and he gives her the chocolates. And he said, you know, here you go, this great day. And she goes, yes, it's the best Columbus day I've ever had. <laughs> so men, don't forget those special days. But I said that, just having some fun here, just to say this, that we know what today is. We know what we're celebrating. We're celebrating 40 years of Orchardville Church and the ministry that's gone out from this place. And we're, again, so appreciative of that, and we're so blessed by what God has done. And hopefully none of you guys out there forget your wife's birthday or anniversary or anything like that. Uh, from 82 to today, as we go into the future, we will keep pressing on. We have in the past. We'll continue that in the future. And I think um, Orchardville Church, to be where it is today, obviously it took God's hand being in the middle of all of it. We understand that. It took vision from the leaders of this church to have a vision for what we have now. Okay? It also took teamwork. And all those pictures, building projects, people were involved. And people were helping out. It took faith in God. A lot of times stepping out and saying, God, you're going to have to provide in this because we're believing this is what you called us to and God provided. So it took faith in God during this time. And it took a commitment from the leadership and the church to keep pressing on, to keep going, to keep building. And this morning, I've asked a couple of people, I know there's a few around still that were here in the original, the, the, the OGs. But I asked a couple of them to come up, if they will come up right now. They didn't know I said come up, but I was going to come to them. But Karen and Linda, will you come on up? 
Come on. <laughs> These are just two of the originals that were here when it started. So I asked, I've asked them to just share for a minute from their hearts. Are you scared? <laughs> Who wants to go first? You want to go? Can I read it? Yes. There you go. Yeah, we've got to hear you. Uh, hold it yes. up. Oh, I can't shake it. <laughs> you want me to hold it for you? <laughs> God is good. He is faithful. This church was built on love. Love for God and love for people. We wanted a place, a place to worship with freedom. We've been known as the basement church, the little church, church with the outhouse. Is that church. Mark Shell's church, the big church. Oh, that church. The church alive, but through it all, it's his church. He has always been with us. And I believe he's always doing, believe he's doing great things here. Pastor Rick is praying for a big revival. Let's agree with him and see what God has in store for us. Let us keep the freedom we have to worship. Let us not take it for granted. Let's keep on keeping on. Amen. To God be the glory for the things he has done. To God be the glory for the many, many souls that have been one. Jesus commands us to love one another. And as long as the love is right, and we the church follow Jesus, to God be the glory. We have a pastor that is leading us, we're blessed to have a pastor that is leading us in truth and we're very, very thankful. And we say, to God be the glory. Be encouraged, church. We are blessed to be a blessing. Our hope is in Jesus Christ. May this place Orchardville Community Church be called a house of prayer and a place of worship. And to God be the glory. Amen. 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 Just talking about the goodness of God and what God does and how God moves. Arch, you want to share a little testimony real quick? <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh, about three or four months ago, I was diagnosed with lung cancer. Stage four. And uh, anyway, I started treatment. Everybody praying for me, I know. Lots and lots of prayers. And, uh, and uh, of course, I had my treatments, too. I went and had a PET scan last week. And uh, it come back that my, over half of the cancer had shrunk to nothing. 
and they're not even calling it lung cancer no more. <laughs> Amen, amen, amen. What he's done. What he's done. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to Philippians. We're going to be there in just a minute. Philippians chapter 3. And I'm going to, I'm going to go off the cuff a little more. Stephanie Church, are you here? Will you come here real quick? And John Moore. John here? Come here. I'll just go where God's telling me to. So, If you haven't noticed, we're going to be a little bit later today than normal. You're free to leave whenever you want. <laughs> Stephanie and John just became members last week or the week before. Um, their families, there were some other ones up here, but God brought them to my mind. As I talked with them in the membership class, just the joy and excitement they have for the church, I wanted them to share that with you because sometimes when you're around a place for a long time, you forget about the goodness of the place and the blessings that God's put in your life. So as somebody that just started coming here not too long ago, that's a part of this church, now they're part of our family, I wanted them to share just, just for a minute, putting you on the spot, I know, just about what you said you felt when you came into this place, okay, and what God's doing in your life since you became a part of Orchardville Church. Okay, the whole life just went out of my body. <laughs> <laughs> One thing is like, when I first come to this church, like I grew up like in a tiny church and I'm like Max was maybe 80. And so like I've always been kind of the shy kid in the back. So like I'm okay being in that corner over there. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> As you can tell, this is like foreign. Me and my son, he, he said, Mom, I'm, I'm bored. And I knew I needed to make a choice. And so we decided, well, we'll just pray about it and we'll just go to different churches to see. And this was what, actually one of the first ones that we went to. And he's just, we walked away and we're like, oh, that was a big church. Because we started up in the balcony. <laughs> I'm telling you, when I hide, I hide. <laughs> this is horrible. <laughs> not horrible. It's not horrible. I, I, am I am blessed. But we started up there and in our comfort zone. And... Um, we were so blessed, and we tried a couple other churches, and he's like, Mom, it's Orchardville. It really is Orchardville. And when we come in, and I'm not saying that all churches don't have their cliques and everything and their families. You know, my family's over there, so we generate to over there. So, like, I have no idea who anyone is over here. <laughs> but you just feel the love here. Like everybody's got a smile on their face and, and you walk in and everyone's shaking your hand and, and hugging you and you're like, gosh, this really is a church family and it is so amazing. And I just want to commend you all, just who you are, your personalities. And I'm just thankful that God led us to, in this direction. Stephanie stole a lot of my lines, so <laughs> took a lot of the words right out of my mouth. I will say it was far safer and more comfortable up in the balcony. But uh, as I told Rick, uh, I walked through the doors, and if you all believe in the discernment of spirits, I do greatly. I could feel a genuine spirit of love in this church. 
And it's not because I don't see any suit and ties. It's because I can feel it. I know it. Aaron, I thank God you became my friend. I just want you to know that. You said my post lifts you up. Your post lifts me up. And every time we talk, I want you to know it lifts me up. George, you've got the greatest fish on earth. I don't know where you're at. But I'm sure glad I met you. I know God led me and my family here for a reason. We've been to different churches, but we've also moved throughout Wayne County, and we've gone farther west as we've gone. And it's just not geography. I know the Lord sent us here. I want to thank you all for accepting us for who we are. And I've shaken more hands. I'm 50 years old. I've shaken more hands in my life here than I have anywhere and had more smiles and, and just that genuine feeling. When I first came to this church, I thought, this auditorium looks like Noah's Ark. I, mean, I really thought that. And I, when I look at all of you, I know we're going to walk through those gates of heaven together. And all the good times we have here and this feeling, this recharge, and I thank God we started Wednesday again. Since COVID, I haven't been to church on a Wednesday night in three years. I thank God. I praise God for that. I know I'm going to see you all again. I thank God for that every morning. If I wake up and, and I can still see there's coals in the wood stove or if I see the, tree, the leaves on the trees, I thank God every day that he's given me. And I thank God. I want you to know I kind of came from a dark place. I, it's so hopeless. You see the news and my wife gets on me all the time about you need to get away from the computer. You need to turn the television off. You need to stop that. I just feel like I need to take a nitroglycerin pill. I want you to know want you to know that I have a spirit of hope and my spirit has been refreshed the moment my foot crossed this threshold. Amen. I want you to know that. Thank you. And my apologies for putting you on the spot. <laughs> I've been known to do that. Oh, it's a church full of love, and we're going we're gonna to just talk about pressing on this morning. Philippians 3, 12 through 14, and I'll be in the NLT version this morning. I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing. Forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. I'm going to pray. Father, we just thank you again for today. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for ministry. We thank you for this church, its leaders. And God, I thank you for the people that make up your church, God. We thank you for every blessing that you've poured out on us over the years, God, and we look forward to what you have in store for us in the future. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. The first thing I want, and I'm not going to speak long, the first thing that I want to cover this morning is we're not done yet. Okay? Orchardville Church, we are not done yet. Paul says, I do not consider myself yet to have achieved all things or perfection. He has not finished his race. He was not done in this passage of Scripture. And this is an amazing statement from Paul because he's an old man by now, okay? If anyone had the right to claim that he had arrived, it would be Paul. 
He had done it. He had done, he would serve the Lord well. And he wrote most of the New Testament. He helped spread Christianity throughout the Roman Empire. He made an incredible impact on the world. Yet at the end of his life, he's saying, I don't have it all together. I haven't arrived. I'm not perfect. I'm still growing. Now, one thing that really aggravates me as a pastor, here I go, is anybody that's older and up in your years a little bit saying it's somebody else's turn to do something. Because as long as you're still breathing, you have purpose in this church. You have purpose for the Lord to do with the work of the Lord, okay? So we don't, it doesn't expire. Your calling, whatever God's placed in your life, does not expire. He, st- he says, I'm still growing. I'm not perfect. I'm still going. I'm doing what God wants me to do. And God has done some pretty incredible things here at Orchardville Church over the last 40 years. How many of you guys have seen some pretty awesome things that the Lord has done here? Amen? So... Part of our celebration today is to evaluate some things and also understand that we're not done doing the Lord's work. We haven't climbed the mountain and said, look at what we've done. Look at what God's done. We can just chill out now. We're not done. We are not done yet. We still have work to do. We still have people to reach. We still have buildings to build. Some of you guys didn't know that, but there's something coming next year. And we're going to step out in faith and watch God supply it. Okay? We're not done. And you know, sometimes as we look at the past, we sometimes only look at the blessings and we forget that there were some hard times too. Sometimes we don't want to talk about those. We have to be careful. We've had some good old days, but we've also had some rough old days through the years. That's just being real. And I'm so thankful that over the years, this church body kept pressing on. That this church body didn't quit in the middle of the hard times. You that are here this morning, the ones maybe that couldn't make it, that are still part of Orchardville Church, you kept pressing on. Because you know what God has done at Orchardville Church and that he's not finished yet. Didn't quit when things got hard or when things weren't always lovely around here. When life was difficult and sometimes we don't understand everything. You know what we've been through. We don't understand everything. You know what Kay's been through. We don't understand everything. Different people that we've lost over the years, we don't understand everything. But God is still God. God is still sovereign. God is still love. And we continue to serve him and we keep pressing on despite not having understanding. Now, I've got a clip that I want to play that goes along with what I just talked about. If you guys will go ahead and play that clip. I believe one of the great things of heaven is going to be where God said, you didn't understand it, you had faith, and now I'm going to show you why it happened. I believe every one of us need to stop and consider this from time to time. God may have a sign to where he says, we'll explain later. There have been things that's happened that I have not one clue why they would have happened. I cannot stand and say I've got the mind of God figured out and I know what it is from, from, the, from the new birth all the way to New Jerusalem and everything works out perfect. It doesn't. We know it doesn't. But God sees the big picture. The famous painter that had an art exhibit in New York and as an art critic is standing next to him as people are lauding all of these paintings and just going on about each individual painting and then a fly 
is buzzing around and lands on the painting. And the art critic asks the, the painter, what do, you, what do you think that fly sees? And that painter says, that fly thinks this is the darkest thing I've ever lit upon. This is the blackest thing I've ever seen. And the critic said, yeah, but if he could see it from our perspective, he'd say, this is a beautiful painting. There are dark swatches in our life. There is some time that dark and black and browns of paint that is used in what God is coloring and using in our life, the things that we may not be able to understand. Adoniram Judson, the great missionary to Burma, hadn't been there very long, and his son passed away and had to bury his son in Burma. And as he walked away from that site, he looked at his wife and said, the mercy of the Lord endures forever. He didn't understand why that happened, but he knew God was in control. Job, he lost his health and still said, I will trust God. He lost his wealth and said, I will trust God. He lost all of his kids and said, I will trust God. We don't understand why a lot of things happen, but they do. Job, why would you do all them things? Because I believe God. That's why. Next thing David said, I've seen the goodness of the Lord. There is a living God, and he is good. In 2 Corinthians, Paul writes, I'm cast down, but not destroyed. You look the Greek up, and it says this. Literally, it says this. I'm knocked down, but I'm not knocked out. Amen. And that was Pastor Mark Shell, and I've 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 learned a lot. I never I, I didn't get to meet him. We started attending here a couple couple of months after he had passed, but I can assure you I've gleaned a lot off of him. I've read his book. Um, I've listened to sermons. And I love that part. That was actually sent to me by someone that used to go to church here that had moved away for what we were dealing with in our situation. She felt like we needed to hear it. And when I heard it, I knew I wanted to use it because we keep pressing on. And we don't always understand things in life. And we've had those shared things over 40 years at Orchardville Church, things that just didn't make sense and we didn't understand those. But again, God's still God and he's still sovereign. He's still Lord of all. We, hit, we may have been knocked down in this season. You may have been knocked down in this season or that season, but we didn't get knocked out like Pastor Mark just said there. We didn't get knocked out. We got back up. Yeah. We got back up as a church when things were difficult. You got back up as an individual when things were difficult in your life. You got back up and you kept pressing on and we're still doing that today. We're still doing that today. We're pressing on. And Paul could have taken great pride in what he had already accomplished in his life. And instead, he's showing us here that he was not content. And he was still striving for more. And it's so important to remember that. We have been so blessed as a church in the last 40 years. But we still have a long way to go. 
And as long as I'm pastoring, one of those songs that we played with a picture video said, and one day it'll be gone. As long as I'm pastoring, this church will not be gone. We will continue to follow the Lord. We will continue to see people come in and be saved. And we will serve the Lord. God's not done with the shit. We've not arrived and we can't afford to sit back and just be content with where we are. We're still growing. We still have people to reach, teach, and serve. The second thing. Now, this can be kind of tough to hear and tough to walk through. But memories are great, but we cannot live there. We cannot live there. Paul said, I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. This is our 40th anniversary. We spent some time this morning remembering. So how come we're in a scripture about forgetting the past? It's important to learn from the past. But again, we cannot live there. We have to keep moving forward. And here's a couple ways that we can do that. The first one, forget your failures. Anybody ever failed in life? If I had four hands, I'd throw them all up right now. Okay? We fail. Okay? Forget them. Has Orchardville Church and the people and the pastors and leadership always got it right here? Nope. We haven't. We made some mistakes along the way. Some big ones, some little ones, but we've made mistakes. Okay? But we don't have to rehearse those things over and over in our hearts day after day. God's long forgiven them and he's forgotten them. And sometimes Satan tries to use our past against us and paralyze us in that. Like, I can't move forward because of my past. I can't be this in God because of my past. You can't stay in that past. God's delivered you out of it. You don't have to let it paralyze you anymore. And we can't sit around here at the church and beat ourselves up over the mistakes we've made. You know what? Everybody in this room has blown it at one time or another. Sorry, perfect people. You've blown it, just like I have. We've all made mistakes. And we have a church sometimes have blown it and made mistakes. And there are things that each of us are not proud of. But here's the great thing. We can forget the past. We can move forward. And you know what? We can also do two words. I'm sorry. I would solve a lot of stuff and bitterness if people would just apologize. If I've ever hurt you and you're in here this morning, I'm sorry. And I mean it. Now forgive me. That's it. I don't, I, don't, I don't find anywhere in the Word where it says, hold on to things as long as you can and never like that person again. Forgive. Because bitterness will eat you away. And you'll block what God wants to do for you. Forgive and let's press on. Paul probably had many regrets that could have haunted him. I mean, he was a persecutor of the church for crying out loud. He could have thought about that like, oh, I, can't, I can't serve you, Lord. Man, I just got done persecuting all, you, all your people. He was all over the people who were believers and had them locked up and stoned. But nothing you do will ever change your past. God's forgot about it. You don't have to live there anymore either. Learn from your mistakes. And then, as Elsa would say, let it go. Learn from your mistakes and let it go. Let it go. Another way we can keep pressing on and looking forward is to forget our successes. Now, Rick, chill out. Forget the successes. Just like failure, you can learn from success, but you can't live in them. 
We saw 47 people saved in 1988. Woo, we did it. What about the rest of the people that still need to hear about the gospel? We can't just keep living off of old successes. We can learn from them, though. It's easy sometimes to take a rest and look at all we've accomplished. Um, success can actually make you complacent and fill you with pride. And when this happens, you stop learning and you stop growing, and then you're going to fail. Okay? If Mark and Kay and the staff would have built the third sanctuary and thought, man, this is it, guys. We made it. We started with around 15. We're up to 220-ish. Woo! We're done. Then none of us would be here in this place right now. They didn't stop. They kept pressing on. And it wasn't about, hey, we were successful here. It's let's learn from that and keep going and keep moving forward and keep reaching people. And we're celebrating our past, but we're not going to live there. You guys, you know how hard it would be to run a race by looking backwards? I was going to attempt to run down the stairs by looking backwards, but then I thought I might really get hurt. (laughs) But you can't run a race while you're staring backwards all the time. Okay? We remember those things when we don't live in those things. And the third thing this morning, we have to have determination. Paul said, looking forward to what lies ahead, we press on. The word press on in the Greek is the Greek word dioko, which means to run swiftly. How many of you are running swiftly, you're pressing on, pursuing Christ right now? You're after him with everything you have. Paul was chasing after Christ with all that he had. He was determined He had been about chasing around Christians to persecute them before, but now he was chasing after Christ. He had a new direction and he was determined, he was determined to follow Jesus with everything he had. If you read the Bible and you see what he went through, man, we don't come to church sometimes we get a hangnail. He was persecuted, he was beaten, he was thrown in prison, and he kept pursuing Christ. He kept going. And as we look into the future of Orchardville Church, I pray that we would have the same determination that those who went before us had. And we have to have a big, daring faith to believe just like the original members of this church believe when they built a basement over there to worship in. Think about it. A 30 by 40 basement in the ground. It's like a seed was planted right then. In the ground. And it's grown. Eastward. Okay? But think about it. 30 by 40 basement to what God has done at Orchardville Church right now. It's amazing to think about. The same faith that Mark and Kayshell led with when thinking out of the box and daring to believe that God would provide. When I'm sure, and I haven't asked for this, but I'm sure some people said, you guys are crazy. (laughs) All the time, she said. You guys are crazy to plant a church in the middle of the Amish country. <laughs> and I still get that when people come visit and like they're, you guys are out here? First time Sarah and I came out here, I was like, what? We drove up and I'm like, what in the world? But that's God's faithfulness. And that's daring to believe that God will do what he said he would do. And we have to think big out here in the middle of nowhere. I say in the middle of everywhere. Okay? We have to continue to be ready to try new things and sometimes let old things go. 
I think about all the different things and that the church had to go through, that leaders had to go through, that individuals had to go through to get to where we are today. I think about different people in the sanctuary. This, this is our finishing up our seventh year here, I think, for my wife and I being a part of Orchardville Church. But I think about just in those seven years, things we've went through, things we've walked through together. I think about different people that I can look out here and, and say, I know we've dealt with some things. I know you were hurting when your family was going through this. And you were hurting when your family, we've walked and done life together. That's what makes church a beautiful thing too. We don't just say we're a family. We are a family. You care about me. We care about you. That's how it works. We encourage each other. We walk beside each other. Some days your encouragement is just being there for someone. Because that more than anything, when, when somebody's going through a hard season of life, just being there. Not trying to come up with the perfect things to say, but just being there is great. And this church has been there for each other. I remember praying with Aaron Landreth right down there for him to receive the Lord and believe on Jesus. I remember sitting in a hospital room with him when all of his so-called friends never came around. And his brothers in Christ were there as the doctor told him, you've got to stop what you're doing or you're going to kill yourself. We walked that together. Because we're a family. I remember different ones when you lose a family member that we walk through it together. I remember just four months ago, you guys lifting us up and continuing to lift us up as my son passed away. Because we're family. And we love each other. And we know that God has put Orchardville Church here to minister. To minister to people that are hurting. To minister to people that are lost. All the salvations we've seen. Probably over a hundred this year. To God be the glory. The baptisms. Got nine scheduled for next Sunday. To God be the glory. Manifestations of the Holy Spirit and the friendships, the teamwork, the blood, sweat, and tears, the, the difficult times, the good times, and the love, like Karen said, the love in this place. You feel that right when you get on the grounds. There's nothing like it. When you, you can walk in discouraged, and I promise you, if you'll just give it to God, you will walk away encouraged. Because of the love in this place. And I believe that this church is still alive. And that's one thing that uh, John and, and Stephanie had said, that this church is just alive. And it's still worth the drive to come out here. You guys have been hearing that for a long time. And it's still worth it to me. I love it. I love this place. I love what God's doing. And I love that God doesn't stop moving over the years. And like Linda said, I'm praying for a revival to break out in Orchardville Church and in our communities, at your jobs, and for God to do something fresh and new amongst us if our praise team would come back up I sometimes pinch myself not because I want to hurt myself but because I am literally amazed at where I've come from and I'm not saying this to boast or brag but for me to be up here pastoring this church in this season you can ask my mom and dad they probably didn't even ever see that 
And all I say is, it's God. It's God. That's who I think. It, it's, it's him working in my life because I'm not a great speaker, preacher, person. But I do love the word and I do love people. And that's what I offer. I, I bring the truth. If I step on your toes, it's the truth. It's God's word. And I will, I will love you. We will love you through things and help you through things. I can't be every place every time at once, but I will do my best every single day. And I am so blessed and honored to pastor this church right now. And I'm convinced that God's given me the best flock to shepherd. Yeah, all of you. Even the ones that are difficult sometimes. I didn't say who. And God is going to be, to reference Mark's book, God is going to be bringing more people in as we tend the orchard. He's going to be bringing more in. He's going to be bringing us to more. We've got to be ready to minister. But above everything else in this 40 years as a church, what we're celebrating is the goodness and the faithfulness of God. The goodness and the faithfulness of God. Because he's been there. He's been there through it all. And to him is the glory and the honor and the praise for what he's done in and through Orchardville Church. You guys will stand this morning. I know this has been a little bit of a different service with the celebration, but I don't ever want to have a service and not open up the altars for people that are in need. Maybe you're here this morning and you don't know the Lord is your Savior. You know the, if you're experiencing the love, you've encountered the love in this room but you don't know Jesus as your Savior, I'm going to invite you to come up and pray. And if you need to grab the hand of somebody next to you, please do that. Because one thing I've learned through the years and really recently is you don't want to take a day for granted. You don't know when you're going to be called home. You don't know when this life's going to be over. So make the most of it while you're here. Make the most of it. And if the most of it this morning is for you to accept Jesus as your Savior and believe on Him, then do that. If you need healing, whatever it is, our altars are open this morning and we're ready to pray for you. Father, we thank you for today. And God, I just ask right now your Holy Spirit convict hearts. Draw people to you right now, Lord, in this time as we worship and pray and have your way in this place. In Jesus' name, amen.
greatly to be praised. Do you love him this morning? I'm going to go ahead and have you guys just sit down for one minute. We've got one more thing we want to close out with this morning. And I know there's still people praying and worshiping and soaking in God's presence, and that's perfectly fine. If the band wants to kind of head down, we've got a little treat for you to finish out this morning. And again, I appreciate her coming down to be a part of this with us. Well, we've got one more song we want to finish off our service with. I'm not going to come back up as soon as they're done. Carlin will dismiss you. We're going to, we're going to worship one more time. Miss Kay Shell is going to come up here and be a part of it too. This has been very emotional, and I hope that I can get through just a simple hymn. It brings back so many memories, but I do want to say, I mean, Mark Shell would have been just amen in you. Everything you're saying, I remember, you know, him, him having a sermon about the bumps or what you climb on. And God is good, even when we don't understand. And God's not done with Orchardville. This is such a special place. I mean, it feels the same. And I've been to many churches since I've left here, but there's no place like Orchardville Church. I mean, hands down. That's right. I do want to, before we sing this last song, I do want to tell you that it's somebody in the congregation or somebody that came to the congregation when Mark and I were here, but you know, it's been, the last seven years have been just such a, I don't know how to explain it, desert. Uh, just walking through and anybody that's lost somebody they love and um, you just put one foot in front of the other and try to get through it. You know, you're just surviving. But I've had jobs, different jobs, and worked, you know, for investment company and just different things. But this past spring, <clears throat> I saw a job on a Facebook ad, and I needed more hours because it's very expensive living in Chicago. But uh, <clears throat> I, I found this job at a Jewish temple. And I thought, oh, this is going to be different, you know, but they need somebody part-time. And I applied for the job. And the very day that they hired me, I got this purple letter in the mail from somebody down here. And I kind of recognize the name, but I don't really know. Is any, are they here by chance at all? Okay, I'm not going to say their name then. But I got this letter, and I wanted to share it with you because God still has his hand on me, and it looks a lot different than it did when I was here, but God's still with me. And I just want to tell you how amazing this was because this became the day that I was hired for this new job. I wanted you to send you a letter of encouragement. Since the beginning of the year, God's been giving me specific dreams with different people that have been in my life at some point. I don't have social media of any kind, so I reached out to Justine Loker to get your address. <clears throat> I hope this 
resonates with you because I sense as if the Lord wants to speak into you the promises he still has for you. I first had a dream in the beginning of the year that I was in an empty office and you appeared and spoke. I'm sorry. We were the only two there and I had no idea what that meant at the time and I began to pray and sense God saying that there's finally closure for you for the past and that was tied to Orchardville Church and a new day is beginning for you this year. And then I saw I'm sorry thing that really hit me because leaving here and looking back, just like Rick said, there's so many missteps we make and so many things that you look back on and you think, wow, we could have handled that. I could have handled that different. I should have not handled something a certain way. And I do have regrets, but along with many blessings. So that part really hit with me. And she said, then last week I had another dream. <clears throat> I saw your face, and you were happy, relaxed, and at ease. You were smiling and laughing and serving food to others. After the second one, I knew there was more to the dreams and that God wanted me to do something with him. This one, I sensed he was saying that he was restoring you completely to who he made you to be. That you are loved by him, you have a servant's heart, and he has held that part of you safe. In fact, he has used everything you've gone through from day one to now to give you insight, deeper awareness of the pain behind closed doors, and the process of truly rebuilding after much destruction. You are his deeply loved daughter, and he has gifted you to bring glory and worship to him. He is removing all the layers that have covered parts of your heart. Your calling cannot be taken from you. He has held it in waiting for the right time to place you where he wants you submit to the the love and be reminded that he has never left you. He has held you as a hand holds his chicks. But there's a new day and the past is no longer able to reach you. And so I feel like even though it's so different than what I've experienced here, God has me there and I have a new purpose and a new joy and I get to be with Mark and my kids and believe me, Mark Shell runs deep through those genes. I feel like he's talking to me half the time through them. But thanks for letting me be here today. It's so great to see all the familiar faces and all the new faces. And I loved what the couple that came up, you know, that you felt the love. I can't see where you are now. Raise your hand. But, yeah, I mean, that's what Orchardville's always been known for. You guys haven't changed a bit. And Mark Shell would be so proud of Rick and Sarah. I'm so proud. This place hasn't changed. I know you guys have been through a lot, as have I, but, you know, God's got you a good man there and his wife. And I really believe in him. I believe. Yeah, you're going to keep going and doing great things, and God's given you a vision, and I'm saying run with it and go for it. From us, you know, Mark always said we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Use that scripture. And some of them are in heaven and some of them are here. And just know that I tune in sometimes and watch Worshipville Church service. And I'm just rooting you on, Rick. You guys, you know, God bless you. There's a land that is fairer than this. 
everybody you're not dismissed you are sent, sent.